This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Awesome. All right. We're on Facebook Live with David Dunn. And uh, just off camera for a second, I was like, wait, there's music coming. And it's David Dunn in his studio right now. Hey, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, thank you for making time. We're really excited. I want to make sure, first of all, people just in San Antonio, New Braunfels, and uh, Austin know that you're coming to TBRM Sunday night. And uh, I can't wait to be there. We're really excited. Uh, my wife and daughter and I are coming. Uh, man, do you have some sort of relationship with TBRM? Because I saw on one of your posts you were there this summer or something. What's the story behind this? Yeah. Well, I grew up going to cancer as a oh, kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm from, I'm from West Texas originally, from Midland. And, yeah, uh, that's and right. So we would drive up for, for a week Every summer, basically from, I think I started when I was nine and yeah. then went until I was like 16. So the big part of my development as a human being and, and, and in relation to Jesus was, was Keeper. I made a huge impact on my life. Wow. Um, I, and I coached there my, you did. Uh, after my freshman year in college and uh, started yeah. doing the theme song right after that. So Doing the fun. theme song? Mm-hmm. I, so I've been doing the theme song for like uh, 11 years now, what? I think, something like that. All right, I didn't ever get to go to TBRM. So, what what do you mean by theme song? Like they have a different theme song each year, or what? What does that mean? Yeah, so so it's basically they call it a sports camp. The one in New Braunfels, oh, right? so there's sports. one in Travis, the one in New Braunfels sports camp. So oh. they basically drop you off and and you hang out with usually like ten other guys who are in your cabin, okay? Girls, yeah, and they and they assign you a couple of college students as your coaches, oh. and you choose a specialty. So yeah. I, I say I chose basketball, and so you spend. You know, a couple hours a day at your specialty, learning oh. you know, sports sports related stuff, and then and then the rest of the time it's ropes course and games and I'd say, but the the, the main reason it was so impactful on me, yeah. all of that stuff was just it's sort of fun. The main yeah. reason it was so impactful on me is because of these college kids who were stoked mm. and on top of the world to hang out with me as a little kid. And wow! That was a, so that that is TBRM is TBRM. Yeah, um, because of the enthusiastic staff that they hire every year. It wow. Okay. One of my favorite places on the planet is Keeper and Sports Camp in Travis. Man, that is cool. Okay, I I never realized all the years I've lived here that T Bar M, like at New Braunfels, uh, is a sports camp. So you're a basketball guy, or was that yeah. just something you were going through? You're a basketball guy. I was a basketball guy. I played up uh, in high school and up through college. 
What? Which which high school did you play for at Midland? You're in Midland, I you said, for, right? Yeah, Midland. Are you familiar with Midland? Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, Midland, Odessa, we have some people that yeah, either move yeah. up there or move down from uh, down from there. So just a little bit, you know. I, I know a few okay. things. <laughs> and there might, I, went, I went to I went to a private school called Midland Classical. So neither of the two Friday night light schools, Midland High, Permian Lee, none of those. Okay. So I went to a little private school. Okay, I got you. And you played basketball there. And I did, yep. Played some basketball. Okay, played some basketball. And then, uh, well, let me just stop real quick, and then we'll talk about all things music and basketball and, and all the good things. But I just want to remind <laughs> okay. our, our people that are tuning in, about some of this guy's amazing music. Uh, and I am just really, man, just really blessed by it. Um, he's so artistic. He is a soulful, soulful singer, songwriter. Just a few of the songs that if you don't have all of his stuff already, then you've, you've probably heard, though. I Want to Go Back, um, Grace Will Lead Me Home. These are just a few of them. Today is Beautiful, Spend a Life, It Is Well. And uh, on the way into town, we were uh, listening because we drove from New Braunfels to San Antonio. So we were listening to many of them. And one of – they're all cool, but also cool was something you just did released a few days ago. Yes and no, acoustic with your pops. That was cool. Tell us, (laughs) Tell us about that. Man, what's that about? That is so cool. Oh, my – so my mom and dad, they they came in to – my mom comes about once every two or three months to see her grandbaby, which yeah. is so fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, and my dad was free this you know last little run she's going to do. So he came up with her for like three days, and we were hanging out. And I told him I had to make this acoustic video, and I didn't know really what I was going to do to make it cool. And he had brought his mandolin, and so I said, "Hey, let's see what happens if we if we if you throw some of your mandolin on." My dad's actually a really good mandolin player. Wow. Um, but he plays he plays almost exclusively like cowboy swing is what he calls it. It's basically like a mix between bluegrass and gaither music. Wow. And that is really that is really my musical sustenance as a child, actually. Okay. Cowboy swing music. Oh. Him and his brothers and my grandfather would sit around and and play songs that I'm sure that ninety nine percent of the population has never heard of. Really? Weeds and yeah. Like Rangers in the Sky. They always play Rangers in the Sky, if you're familiar with them. I'm, I mean, that's, I'm not really, that sounds like familiar. Keep... What does that sound oh, like? Does it? Come on, okay. sing a little bit for us. What's that sound like? Them tumbling down oh, yes. On the way to the ground. Drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweed. Man, that's your exclusive right there on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I know that song, but I don't remember why. I feel like when we were growing up, when I was growing up uh, in elementary school, like we sang that song. I don't know why, but yeah, I, of course I know that song. That's crazy. Okay. All right. All right. So but that's probably the only like one. That. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like what was what was sort of country music before country music was really a thing. It's oh. pre-Nashville country music oh. is, what, is a be, kind of a, a better way to explain it, I yeah. would say. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. You know your music, obviously. <laughs> I've spent a little bit of time thinking about music. <laughs> so how did that, did that music influence? Because I really do, I can't, I can't um, describe, I don't know, there's something about your music that is really unique and cool, and I, I I'm not. I'm failing to find the words, but how did those influences like go into your music today, or is that something far away from it, or what? Um, 
Oh, here's what I believe yeah. about influences. Yeah. I, I believe that like that like everything that you experience um, is some way an influence. And and so I'd say ninety nine percent. I'm making up a number here, but ninety nine percent of all of all your musical influences are not cognizant. You're not you're not like oh this is a thing and I'm going to try and do yeah. this. Right? It, it's more like this is this is just sort of where you came from and 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 it ends up being what you are as a as a music person. So yeah. I'm sure it plays a huge role in in my uh, inspiration cowboy swing music and my <laughs> my my dad and his brothers and my grandfather. Yeah. Um, but if you're gonna like if you're gonna like cross the two and and compare them, my music <laughs> and, and the stuff I listened to mostly when I was a kid because yeah. of my parents or my dad and his brothers. You won't see a bunch of similarities, <laughs> <laughs> so you you probably won't have a tangible cross between the two. Right. But I'm sure it was it was a huge influence on me. Do you feel like there are influences today? I mean, are you not not of that, not of uh, cowboy swing music, but music? I mean, what music are you listening to that's influencing you? Um, a big thing that I've been doing for like the last call it like a year is. Um, is, is I've been like really honing in on producers rather yeah. than artists, and I know that's kind of weird. Um, but producers tend to be the ones who create things in the studio. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, most of the stuff I'm listening right to right now is people who are being hyper creative in the music world in the studio. Yeah. Um, You're a thinker. So You're you like think about things. Right, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm an analytical, yeah, fella. I would yeah. say, yeah. <laughs> analytical fella. I love it, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you had to think about that. That's not just something every one of us is thinking. Like you, you took it to the next level. Who are the producers that are um, making it happen? So, what does that mean for you? I mean, even though we don't, we probably don't know those producers. I mean, where did you find who to listen to, or which ones you're liking? Yeah. So that so a lot of it is. Um, is looking up songs that I thought like the the what was happening in the track was really cool. Okay, and then, and then following people that were putting out stuff for different artists. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it, really started with artist producers, right? Okay. Who are, yeah, who are actually make making their own stuff. There's a couple of guys um, that are sort of live on Spotify that are that are making incredible music. Wow. They're doing it themselves. Okay. That just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Now, producer, in, in my opinion, I mean, this is too technical, but I'm going to tell you make yeah, it fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, producers, producers are almost as important, maybe arguably even more important than than songwriters and maybe even artists. Whoa. The thing, I know because Follow the up. things yeah. they cre- they like they like it's it's I'd say more than half of whatever song you're listening to is somebody. Is somebody dreaming up what it's supposed to sound like? Mm, okay, and and that is incredibly important. Yeah, and, and artists speak into that. So so don't don't hear me say that it's not like, oh, it's all the producers. Artists and producers work hand in hand to do their thing most of the time. But right. but but producers are, are like the real dreamers. They're the musical geniuses of yeah. the music world. It, it is usually not the artists. Okay, some some like. You know, forty-five-year-old dude sitting behind a console and is, you know, 
in his home studio. Those yeah. are the guys who are really musical geniuses. Yeah, well, I do, I do get that a, a little bit, and I uh, thank you for the the education. I think it's really fascinating. Uh, I have a brother in law who is, uh, I mean, professional producer in San Diego, and uh, and he goes out to Nashville and he produces, you know, different things and all that. So I and and programs and all that fun stuff. But um, nice. so I, I, yeah, yeah. So I I have seen you know him take something. And then it does, man, it looks to me who's stupid about this stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm so unmusical except for appreciating great music. Um, but, yeah, it, it changes. So tell me, I mean, what have your experiences been? Like, do you have a producer uh, that you use every time? Or is it something like, no, you know, I, now I need to try something different or I'm going to try this producer? How does that even work? Educate us, David, yeah, David yeah. Dunn. <laughs> it's the answer to all of those okay. questions. Um, oh, that, that was too many questions? Those eight questions were a bit much, it was, huh? <laughs> it was eight questions, and the answer to all of those questions was yes. Um, I, I, like, I, use, I use different producers, and I, and I pop around. Yeah. Um, the, the guy I grew up with yeah. uh, making music, who really, really, he probably is incredibly instrumental in me having a career. Okay. Uh, because the first the first record I put out, um, which is a really bad record. It's really I, bad? It, <laughs> oh, you can't find it anyway. Yeah, this was like, I was 21 years old. This is back at Texas senior, Tech, right? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was his senior project. He was a sound recording engineer, and I was writing songs to impress yeah. women. <laughs> and, and, so, yeah. and so I said, hey, you should, you should record my music for your senior project. And he said, okay. And he's <laughs> incredibly talented. So he made a record that was a thousand times better than I was as you an are, artist. You are kidding me. No. Yeah. Way, way better. Way, okay. way better than okay. I was as an artist. And okay. so that really started me on my musical path. I, wow. I, I bet if it hadn't been for that senior project, there's no way I would have ever put out anything that was decent. Well, what what happened quite from the, quite the learning curve for me? Yeah, what happened from there? Like, I mean, if first of all, you were the one though. Even if it was to impress women, you're you're like, hey, you must have known this guy had some talent to say, take my music and make it your senior project. No, no, I had no idea. <laughs> I had I had no idea. At that point, I was I was just kind of like fooling around and didn't didn't really know what I was doing. I like I just I like I was sort of playing the acoustic circuit in Lubbock and. And, uh, you know, playing for the same group of my good friends that would come watch me play every time I played. So I was, I was, I was very much not considering doing something in the music industry. Yeah. It was more like, this, this will be fun if we do this, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and he was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And so we did it. Wow. And, uh, and it was way better than I was. Okay. So, I mean, how did that, did that open some doors for you or what? Oh. Or no? I'd say... I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it put me on the radar for a bunch of people at my school at the time. Okay. And, and I think probably even more so than that is that is that I went, oh my gosh, I can like I can I can probably do that. This yeah. is a thing that I could probably do. Cool. And, and and before then, it wasn't really even a thought. It was just this is something I do for fun. And then after that record, I went, oh man, this is something I do for fun. Which is sort of funny now in hindsight because it really is. It's a really it's a really polished record yeah which is why i say it's a thousand times better than me but the songs were just garbage <laughs> they were so bad <laughs> oh come on man i'm not buying that i'm not buying oh, that i am i am very ashamed of that <laughs> project very ashamed there's no... <laughs> very <laughs> is there a lyric that you remember that is especially bad it's totally 
There's tons. <laughs> There's just um, too much. The record was called Eyesore. Eyesore. E-Y-E space S-O-R-E. Eyesore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Because, now, because that was the title track. Let me think if I can okay. remember. Let's see if I can... Um, <laughs> I love this. This encourages me because, I mean, just hearing your music is amazing today to hear that uh, you, you think it was not so much in the beginning. Uh, I, can, I can promise you. When me and my wife were dating, I had to wait like a year and a half or two years before I would show it to her just so she wouldn't, <laughs> so she wouldn't just squish me and run off. <laughs> That's um, great. I have a terrible memory. And I'm <clears throat> having problems. Okay. There's a bunch of really. Okay. I say, I say runny nose. In one song, I remember that. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. A chorus, a chorus of one of the songs. Ah, that sounds not as weird. Oh, it's not. You, you're back. Nah. You're going to tell us, and then you're like, "No, that's actually pretty good." Or what? I actually, while we were doing this, I pulled up the internet to see if there's a discography anywhere on here. Ah. thank goodness. But I was going to look up some lyrics and read them to you. But I got gotcha. They don't exist. Which okay. is nice. I've, I've successfully hidden them from the internet. <laughs> That's quite a feat, right there. All right, what was yeah. eyesore? I mean, like that was the title track. You said that. What does that mean? That had to mean something. Yeah, it was. What was that song about? <laughs> it, I saw. I saw it was like uh, had something to do with like uh, it was a song about God. I yeah. saw it was a song about God. Yeah, it had something to do with with. How I viewed myself as as someone who oh, was okay. less than worthy. Got it. Got it. Okay. It's a good concept. <laughs> and it, it was it was not super well ed- executed. Right. And yet, <laughs> and yet, this was. I mean, it sounds like it was pretty well received. If people around the campus were like, "Oh, this, you know, this kid's good." I mean, no, I th- no. I think it was. I had a I had a bunch of friends who were very sweet. Is what I would say. Okay. And, and, and bought it anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. But you, I'll, out of all I'll that. I'll talk it up more to that than, than <laughs> to it being a good record. Okay. But out of all that, I mean, at the time that you were at Tech, you were studying what? I mean, what was your major? I was, uh, I graduated with a petroleum engineering degree. Wow. That's, th- those worlds seem far apart. <laughs> they They are. Wow. You can make a case. Yeah. I didn't know this at the time. Yeah. But you can make a case that that music is very mathematical. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Everything in everything in music is just numbers. Okay. All of it across the board. It's just 1 2 3 4 5 6 7. The entirety of music can be summed up with numbers. And so oh. mathematics and engineering and numbers of music. That is that is technically correct, but they are they are worlds apart. You are you are right about that. Okay. Was it uh what did your family think if you were studying petroleum engineering? And then you tell them, oh, by the way, you know, I'm going to try music. Or did you do petroleum engineering first? I mean, do you mind telling us what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I graduated and um, I went to Africa for a year to oh. do uh, my, microfinancing. And, and basically what that was, well, wow. it was one of, one of the times in my life where the Lord has told me to do something specific. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Um, and then I, I got back and... And really, the choice was between music and engineering, and I chose music. And and God wasn't specific probably, in that case. Say it again. He wasn't. God wasn't specific about that. He was specific about going to Africa, but he wasn't. Then when was. you came back, he's kind of like, "All right, here's your choices. All right, go on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, you got and me I, hooked." And I, I begged him to Ugh. tell me. 
right? I wow. begged him to tell me which one I should do, and, and I got nothing. Oh. So, um, and I and I could I could talk about that for forever, but I'll I'll skip it to get to the meat of the story here. Okay, it's all um, good. I like a long story. I'm not going to lie; it's a pretty good story. But you you do okay. you do what you got. Okay, so so all of my brothers, I've got three brothers, right? Okay. They all work in the petroleum, the oil industry, and my dad does all of them. Okay. And uh, and my dad my dad has a little enterprise that my brothers now at the time they weren't but my brothers now all three of them are working for him. Okay. Yes, he has a little enterprise. Okay, go on. Yes. Yeah. And so for about <laughs> the first two years of me, air quotes, trying to do music. Yeah. Um, which mostly means like waiting tables and trying to scrounge up gigs, right? Yeah. Which is that's how you start. Yeah. Um, I would I would get a call from my dad or my older brother about once a week. Wow. Ugh. And them going, hey, man, you ready to get a real job? No, <laughs> you're kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. How hard was that? That's hard. That's uh, like constant. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was, it was, it was half joking. Okay. It was half joking. Okay. I mean, they were serious. They were serious in that if I ever wanted to quit, yeah. Then, then that was that was a, that was the thing that I could do afterwards. But how close did you come to saying, "All right, this was a really bad bad week or bad month. Maybe I should do it." I I like I haven't told anybody about this in a long time, but yeah. I I set like milestones, like tangible markers of things that I wanted to make happen or have happen, and if they didn't happen, I was going to quit. And I and I probably set about ten of those yeah. over a two a two year period. Where I was like, if if this doesn't happen by this period of time, then then I'm going to hang it up. So and, I, I did that like ten times before I. Did um, they, yeah, sorry. You know, did they keep happening? Sunken. Like you kept reaching those ten milestones, or did you get to a milestone and like, well, I didn't make it, but I'm going to keep going. I mean, you reached every milestone, or what? I did. Wow. I, and they weren't. We're not. We're not talking about like huge ones. No. We're talking. Well, some of them. Some of them were bigger. Some of them were like. It was almost always a time period, right? If like, this doesn't happen in, in six months or if this yeah. doesn't happen in the next year and a half. Yeah. So, so I write l- these things down yeah. and, and that would be my, am I progressing or is this just a thing that I'm wasting my time on? That was, that was sort of the way I thought about it. So right. I, you, I, you could, you could say I was on the verge of, of hanging it up that entire time. Yeah. Right. What, give us an example of a milestone. I mean, if you can remember like just a certain milestone, what what would that be like? How specific were you? Very. Okay. Uh, one of them was the amount of shows that I was able to play, and yeah. like a, it was like a six month period. Okay. Um, I wanted to play a certain number of shows. One of them was like uh, how many how many records I could sell over a period of I think that was like a three monther. And that was still that, the, that first record. No, this no. Was, oh, you did another record second. during that time. Okay. Yeah. So, so I started. I started right after I graduated. I, I with the same guy. Yeah. Who is the dude? By the way, I, I still use. He lives here in town with me now. I still Whoa. use on and off. He's mixing this record that I'm messing around with oh, right now. That's so cool! Wow. Okay. Um, All right. But, but we we put out a project that is really good. Yeah. I still like that record. Okay. And uh, and that was that was the thing I I was hanging my career on at the time. Okay. And so you were you were trying to sell as you were gigging, I mean, or whatever, selling like a hundred records or three hundred records or something, some number. 
Yeah, I don't even think it was yeah. that much. I think, okay. I think it was like I think it was like seventy five. I need to sell seventy five records over this two month period where I've got eight yeah. shows or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, one of them one of them was uh, was getting partners. That was a milestone of okay. like if this doesn't happen at this point. By by that I mean like a label or a manager or a booking agent. Okay. Mostly at that time I didn't know what I was doing, so it was a label for me. Sure. Um, that that was one of my milestones. And you reach you reach that you got a, a label even though now you look back in hindsight and you're saying the order might be different like a manager or booking agent or whatever, but you yeah s- it actually it was yeah. actually it was actually a manager first okay the manager and then uh, I'm trying to remember if label was one of the milestones I okay. can go look at the stuff I wrote down I can't remember if that one was okay I think that was just something I wanted to have happen rather than rather than a if this doesn't happen then I'm going to quit yeah. Okay. That was actually the the manager one was actually a poor milestone. I'll say that in hindsight now. Well, how do you mean? <laughs> because educate me. It, 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 it didn't it didn't it didn't work out that well okay. for me the first time around. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. But your producer worked out apparently. <laughs> that's pretty oh, amazing. Oh yeah, dude. He's a he's a freak here in Nashville. He's good. Oh, that's he's cool. really good. Okay. What's his name? His name is Josh Bromley. Okay. All right. All right, very cool. Okay, all right. So that's some of the background. I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. I'm sorry I'm taking you on a journey, but man, I really appreciate uh-huh, no it. No worries. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about, if you don't mind, the album that that you're working on now, um, because really, this guy David Dunn is such a great musician. And now I'm just, I just can't wait for what it is. I know I'm gonna have to wait, but. What's what's going on? I know some of your albums. I mean, your last one, you know, had a, a specific theme, and I know it sounds like maybe this one kind of has a theme too. Or is that is that true or false? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and every record that I've ever put out sort of has a theme. Yeah. Um, that's more generalized, and I'll and I'll I'll say that by by explaining this is is yeah. that as an artist as a songwriter. I'm attempting to extend myself into my music, and what I mean by that is is that I want my my catalog to um, to really be. If you listen to my records in succession, yeah. I want it to be a, a semi autobiographical. Cool. So you are you are sort of getting a glimpse into my existence for mm-hmm. for whatever period of time. So the last record I put <sighs> out, if you listen to that record in its entirety. Yep. You're sort of listening to just short of two years of my life. Yeah, that's yellow yeah, balloons like we're talking about, right? Uh huh. Yellow yeah. balloons. Yep. Yeah. So, so you're giving you're giving us a glimpse into your life. Like I love that because it would be easy. Just here's a song. It sounds it sounds good. Here it is. But you're you're giving us a glimpse into your life, which is I mean that's very personal, but that's artistry, right? It, it is my version of artistry yeah. i'm not going to say it is artistry but i will say it is my version of artistry yeah but you're um, an artist i mean you're an artist but go on yes yeah um yeah so so with this new one yeah um, <clears throat> it's called perspectives yeah um which is tell us about that <laughs> it's, it's it's very it's very thematic in my existence the thing that i think about all the time um and a lot of it has to do with my kid and my wife yeah right is I got married when I was 32. Okay. Right? And we dated for a long time. Yeah. And the reason the reason that we didn't get married, my wife is similar to me in this respect, is, uh-huh. is that like we both enjoy our own existences 
as single people. Interesting. It was really great. It was really great. Yeah. Um, space. Nobody's touching my toothpaste. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Makes for an interesting um, first year of marriage. But yeah, go on. Yeah, and and I and I knew that. Yeah. Right? And I knew that getting married was going to be a shock because because <laughs> I go from zero responsibility to to being you know a bachelor. Yeah. Who who basically you know. I eat chicken breast and, and and liver, and that's basically all I ate for the last ten years. <laughs> right, and and cleaned my house once a week. To to now, like I'm having to intertwine my my life with another human being, right. who, who values and thinks about things in completely different ways. So so anyway, you know, a lot of it is about that and the yeah. and the different perspectives um, that I have as a as a father and a married man, which has been honestly. It's Probably it's the most shocking thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew it going in that it was going to be, but the the growing pains of of um, responsibility and and um, trying to mesh my life with someone else yeah. have been have been fierce. So, <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it that's about those two. Um, a lot of it. I haven't really said anything about this yet to anybody yeah. except for my manager. But so this is. This is hot off the press. A lot of it is, is it about the, the political turmoil that's wow. going on in our country right now. Wow. So you, you won't listen to the record yeah. and, and know specifically that's what's happening. But the main thing that mm. I think about in, in the entirety of the, you know, the Dems and Republicans and, and the kind of fiasco going back and forth with them yeah. two is that all of us really have no idea what's actually going on, mm, right? Because, yeah. because, and I, if we're being generous, and let's just assume that nobody's lying on purpose. Yeah. People are, people are witnessing the same event and, and because of their perspective, the way that they view the world or the narrative that they believe yeah. that they are reporting completely opposing stories with the same generalized facts. And so and so for huh. us as people who aren't engaged in the process of whatever's going on, right. we actually have no idea what's happening. Right. We we don't have any we don't have any clue. Yeah. And so a lot of the record is wow. is about that is is how how do you how do you know what you know? Yeah. And the truth is, and the truth of the matter is is that you don't. Yeah. Right? You yeah. we really don't know anything. Right. We we trust everything that we think we know. Yeah. Even the things that are like tangible around us that we can touch and see. The only reason we believe that those are real is because we trust that our eyes and our and our and our touch sensors are mm-hmm. not lying to us. Right. Right. It's yeah. all about trusting, and so and so yeah. you know you extend that to every facet of of your existence, and and um, you know I think that speaks volumes about about the spiritual world and and, yeah. and Jesus. What does it do with the spiritual world? I mean, what does it do with Jesus when you're, you know, getting into it deep? I mean, it sounds like almost the matrixy sort of situation. I mean, how do you deal with that when you're really thinking deep level, you're really analyzing and thinking, man, we, we know nothing about that. So then when you look at the, you know, the spiritual wor- world and Jesus, what do you what do you do with that, David? I mean, it's the exact same thing. OK, you, you mentioned the ma- you mentioned the matrix and and um, and I 100 percent think the Matrix, the first one, yeah, right, is, right, is is almost a verbatim copy of 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 what um, our real existence is. Mm. Uh, I think I think it is the gospel. Yeah, Matrix is is the gospel, right? Go on. The, 
there's a bunch of people who, who are sort of living in this fake world. Yeah, come on. And and some of them some of them find out it's fake and mm. still prefer to live in the fake. Oh. Why? Because it's appealing to them while they're there. And some people choose to actually live in real reality. Yeah. And then you've got a you've got a sacrificial savior. Right. Who who is who's coming in and saving the day. Like there are tons of tangents right. with the gospel and the matrix. And that's one of the nerdiest things I've probably ever said on the radio interview. <laughs> but that's, that is what I believe. I, I love um, it. I love it. Uh, I, uh, I I think when it comes to God and perspectives and what we know yeah. and Jesus, I, you know, I extend is, is I just say, we, you know, we don't know. We yeah. don't know anything. Does yeah. Jesus exist? We don't know. Yeah. There's, there is no way to know. There is also no way to know that um, this radio call that we're doing right now exists. Right. Right? We don't know. We just we just think it does. If this is the matrix, then it doesn't exist. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and so we I'm just I'm waiting for the I'm believe. waiting for the hope. I, <laughs> say, say what? I'm waiting for the hope. Like what's he gonna say next with this? Is this gonna wind up just I mean, does it lead to hope or does it lead to man, we just don't know and that's it. I'm I'm out. Peace out. You no, I, 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 that is the hope to me. Yeah. Okay. To me is to me is is that the the fact that we don't know anything, mm. we just believe everything makes makes what you know the the spiritual world and and a God that we can't see and touch and feel yeah. make way more sense. Wow. Right? Because because yeah. we we already believe everything that we think that we know for sure. We, are, right. we just believe it, and so and so. Um, you know, believing that the Lord is, is, is a, a tiny step. That's why there's hope in it, in my opinion, Yeah, is, is because belief is, is the thing that all of us swing on. It mm. is the thing that we exist to do, Yeah, is that we believe. And so when it comes to Jesus, that's an easy step to take, yeah. because you're already doing it with everything around Oh, you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So when you're when you're out there and you're singing and you're sharing, uh, man, that I mean that's really seems profound. Um, so how do you how would you get someone kind of the next step that's like questioning and, and saying, man, I don't, I don't know if this is real. Uh, I mean, I believe I believe in this stuff, but I don't know that I would believe in Jesus. Like, how do you help them like take that step? I mean, do you have anything for me? I'm just needing your help, David. Yeah. Um- <laughs> What I would tell somebody, I, mean, yeah. I, I get a decent amount of people sending me messages on social media and and phrasing it, the comment that they're sending me in, in that fashion. Yeah. Um, where it's, uh, hey, I don't think I know if God exists or not. And I almost always reply, neither do I. Mm, okay. Ah. I almost always say that. I always say, neither do I. Yeah. Um, but, but he does. And, and if you believe it or don't believe it, it doesn't matter, because he either is or isn't. It mm. matters to you, but he actually is or is not reality, and it's your choice to believe or not to believe. Yeah. I'm doing a decently bad job of explaining this. No! <laughs> I'm doing a decently bad job. No, I think you're doing a good job. I think, uh, no, <laughs> okay. I think it's really good food for thought. And, uh, man, that's a really cool way to come at it. Um, and I appreciate that you're coming at it from a little bit different perspective, so to speak, of uh, ah. 
No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Night that I, it just it just came in. It wasn't like I mean it was the word I was going to choose, but uh, no, you are like bringing a little bit different perspective because I think sometimes as Christians, um, it's easy to kind of get defensive about our beliefs, and I I like that when someone is saying to you, I'm, I'm not sure God exists. I like that you take the approach of all right, I'm gonna I'm I'm there too. I mean, I'm, I'm next to you. I'm not opposed to you. I'm not across from you. You're kind of building a bridge by saying, yeah, me either. And then going from there, I think that's really, uh, really solid way, uh, you know, to do that. Not, not as a tool. Yeah. I don't mean as like, Oh, here's how you, you know, convince them. I just think it's a genuine part of who you are. And God is using that to reach people that are asking those kinds of questions. I think it's great. Yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm like pretty stoked on it. Um, let me, yeah. let me, let me read, let me read you these words. Just cool. because we're talking about this. I think, yeah. I, I think I phrased it better in this song. This is okay. one of the songs on the record that awesome. I really like. So, yeah. so here's, here's this thought summed up in poetic manner. Is it okay that I'm doing this? Are you kidding? This is, no, <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, please. Okay. All right. So verse one, I wish that I could find a way to answer every question. Mm. I wish that I could see the world without interpretation. Mm. Because all I know is that I don't know, and maybe that's the best place I can start. That's good. How can I find the truth through the fog of the opinion? And how do I navigate through a sea of indecision? Because all I know is I don't know, and maybe that's the best place I can start. That's cool. So that, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think doubt is, is really... We, we tend to think about that as a negative thing. I'm right. sorry I'm going off here. No, no, no. I'm going no. ham on you. This is fair. I, think, I, think, I think doubt, <laughs> we think about as like a really negative thing. We, right. we, we like, oh, you don't doubt. You can't doubt. And I really think until people doubt, mm. they, can't really, they can't really sort out why they believe what they believe. Yeah. If, you don't have a, if you don't have a question, if you've never asked yourself, if God really exists or mm-hmm. not, if you are afraid to do that, yeah, then 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 you're then you're hanging by a thread mm. rather than rather than grabbing sustenance. And so and so, yeah. you know, I think I think when somebody when somebody sends me a message and, and asks me or, or phrases some sort of comment uh, along the lines of, um, I don't know if God exists. How do you know He does? I almost always go, "Good for you." Yeah. Good yeah. for you. That's a that's a good place for you to be. Is asking mm. whether or not God exists. That's a great place to be. Yeah, man, I like that. So, that's that's really take, cool, David. Yeah, take that for what it's worth. Oh no, that's really good, <laughs> man. You are a poetic prophet or prophetic poet. I'm not sure which, but um, <laughs> I mean, really, Thanks. that's uh, no. It's it's beautiful um how you write and then it's it's beautiful what you're expressing and i i really really like that i think that's going to just strike a chord i mean for people that have questions that it's it's good and it's good to work through those doubts and we were talking about that earlier today just even i mean john the baptist dealing with doubts obviously thomas dealing with doubts i'm so glad he did uh because you know that made jesus I mean, he had to wait for it, but Jesus came around a, a week later and was like, here, touch me. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Put your hands right where the spear was. Go ahead. I'm I'm physical. I really appreciate. I mean, if Thomas had just been on board and said, yeah, I believe, no problem, then there's no need for Jesus to say, look, I, I'm 
physical. I'm not a ghost. Go ahead and touch me. Stop doubting and believe. So anyway, right. all, all the things, all the things. Uh, so that uh, what you shared with us, you don't want to give it to us in a little musical form, do you? Th- what you just spoke and read? Is that, <laughs> is that a sneak preview? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I even um, know how to play that song yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never played it live. Okay. And, and also, I would have to pick up my guitar and read the words off my screen. That's how unfamiliar gotcha. I am with that song at this point. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, man, I've kept you way longer than I planned, but could you just take a few more minutes and just tell us anything else about being a dad and a husband? Um, any advice out there for uh, first-time dads and or husbands that you know enjoyed the single life and are now – uh, trying to make that adjustment to, uh, I love the different words you used. I mean, this is where you know you're a poet. You're like intertwined and meshed and uh, I, just all the words, really good. <laughs> I, I like words. I, I can't I'm, I can't use them like you, but I like words, and I just I like how you emphasize them. So any advice or anything God has been showing you, or is that coming out through some of the songs off of the, the upcoming album? Um, somewhat on the songs. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of what I've dealt with is my own selfishness, which I wasn't completely sure existed yeah. until I got married and had a kid. Um, if I was gonna, if I was gonna tell somebody with with children, somebody who just had a kid, yeah, I'm gonna be real because nobody really was with me. Yeah, good, good. Having have, having a kid is the worst thing ever. <laughs> I love this. I love nobody ever told you that, David. Nobody ever told me that. It was the worst thing ever until it wasn't. So it is it it feels like to me for sure, it felt like my life is over and this is not worth it. Right? Because I'm just for six months, I'm just keeping this mush of flesh alive and he's and he's stealing (laughs) my freedom. He stole my wife from me. (laughs) True, true. Right. And, and, and once, once he was cognizant, right. Once he realized that he existed and so did I, it was like a flip switch. And I went, Oh yeah, this is the most valuable thing I've probably ever done. Wow. So I I think, I think (laughs) that's great. There is nothing worthwhile doing that isn't painful. Yeah. Um, And marriage and children are at the very top of, of those two categories value and pain along with joy right but you have you have to wrestle with yourself yeah over and over and over again i'm I'm making the assumption that you're choosing to be a good father and husband if that's what you want yeah then 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 pain and self-struggle along with joy will be yours yeah (laughs) wow that's strong stuff (laughs) that's strong i mean i kind of just want more but that that'll, that'll that'll work That'll be strong. Um, man, that is good stuff. All right. Just if you're catching this interview now, I uh, just want you to know that's David Dunn. And, uh, yeah, he is a brilliant, soulful singer, songwriter, but also poetic and prophetic. And uh, there's some deep, deep stuff and good stuff. And uh, I like your unique perspective that you're bringing. And then the music is just awesome. So just a reminder, he's going to be at T-Bar M in New Braunfels Sunday night, 7 p.m. I'll be there. 
Uh, my wife, Chris, my daughter, Samantha, will be there. Uh, I, I'm excited. And this is crazy. You don't find a concert for 10 bucks. It's, it's not happening. I mean, that's crazy. So you don't want to miss that. We'll see you guys out there. I want to go back. Grace will lead me home. I don't know what your set list is going to look like. Today is beautiful. Spend a life. It is well. Yes and no. Many other songs. Man, just some amazing stuff. Uh, David Dunn, thank you so much for being with us today, giving us a lot of food for thought, and, uh, man, giving us some exclusives in there as well. Just really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I know you got to get back to work, but, again, thanks a lot for giving us more time than uh, than you were expecting. Really appreciate it, and we'll see you Sunday night. All right, brother. We'll see you soon. All right. Awesome, David. Thanks a lot, man. God bless. Yeah, that was awesome. Man. That was awesome. Thank you. Okay, great. All right, cool. All right see you, buddy. All right, that was cool, man. Uh, before we sign off on Facebook Live, that that is cool. This guy is really good too. If if you don't know his music, you you got to check it out. It's all out there. It's uh, it's really good. Um, I just I'm just loving it. So anyway, hope hopefully see you out at T Bar M Sunday night. It's like an outdoor concert. Going to be really cool, and uh, God is just going to continue to expand David Dunn and his. Uh, musical ministry and his man is deep thinking and and all that stuff I, I love it so just want to encourage you guys today um man to wherever you are whatever you're doing if you're needing to wrestle with doubts it's going to turn out well if you wrestle well and you um you take it to the right place and really deal with it. it's going to make your faith stronger if you've got those questions and everything else if today you already feel like man Uh, I'm there. I'm there. I've got that hope. Then I want to encourage you, whether you're in your doubts to be very bold, whether you're in your questions to be very bold, or whether you're just going great, be very bold. So 